0: with me today is entrepreneur and abraham hicks fan louis de souza this is your daily dose of happy we are so happy you decided to join us today Henry young's off uh, doing other things today uh, we'll be expecting her back next week but uh this is kind of like old times louis we get to do it just you and me again which we haven't done for a while which is you know it's a good thing it's it's a good thing when we have the third person they always seem to bring that extra energy but uh this gives me a chance to really probe the mind of the great Louis De Souza. So you got to be ready to at this point.
1: I'm not sure we can do it, bold. <laughs> well, it may be a short show. Let's put it that way. But anyway, <laughs> um,
0: I actually have a cool announcement to make. Um, we received contact from a a uh, PR representative for one of the presenters from the movie The Secret. Bob Doyle, who uh, was played a, a fairly good-sized role. I can't remember all that he talked about, although I remember there was a lot about that it was more about feeling than it is about what you think. Um But he was one of the presenters, and uh, he's going to be joining us on the show. Interesting thing, too, the uh, the uh bit of promo piece that I got from his rep tells me that he actually is de-emphasizing the law of attraction these days and what he talks about. Not that it, it's not important to him or not uh, a part of his life, but he has been actively reaching out to an audience that might be a little bit turned off by the whole LOA concept, the woo-woo side of it, and approaching the whole topic strictly from the perspective of what science has to tell us and, and what's known about how the mind operates and so forth. So it's going to be an interesting opportunity to kind of pick his brain, so to speak, and, mm. and you know see see how he's approaching it. Because, I mean, this is a guy who's who studied the subject. He really knows it well. You know, So how is he How is he turning it around to make it more palatable to those who are a little bit uh, woo-wooed out by the LOA thing? It's going to be interesting to see.
1: <laughs> I haven't come across many people who have been woo-wooed out by it, really haven't. It's either they don't know about it or they're really for it.
0: Mm. Well, that That's shows what kind of attractive rarely, you are.
1: Very rarely. I mean, you,
0: you, you only attract the ones that you want to attract yeah, in your yeah, life. Yeah. So it shows how good you are at it, is what I'm saying. <laughs>
1: Have you, have you come across many that are wooed out about?
0: It depends on what my vibration is. And I mean uh, that quite sincerely. Yeah. You know, yeah there are yeah, times, yeah. you know, obviously doing the show, I'm doing a lot of the woo woo side because it's fun. Let's be perfectly honest. It's a fun topic. <laughs> but there are also times when I'm in conversation with people who, you know, well, they're kind of curious about it perhaps. But you can tell the curiosity doesn't go much farther than polite social conversation. You know, so I, I try to find other ways to bring in the topic without, you know, woo-wooing them to death. And it's, it's a challenge. It's fun. It's an interesting challenge to see, can I bring up topics? Can I bring up concepts in a way that is receptive? Now, obviously, if I'm talking to somebody who's Christian, I can bring up sowing and reaping. It's basically the same thing. So they can easily tap into that. But for someone who's a little bit more secular, a little bit, you know, non-religious and so forth, that's where the challenge gets interesting. Um, so yeah, I guess I do sometimes attract them, and it depends on what my mood is, what i'm what I'm interested in at that t- particular point in time, and uh, what it is I'm willing to actually do to stretch myself because it's a stretch, you know, yeah. it's a mental stretch and it's an emotional stretch and so forth to see, okay, what can I do to accommodate somebody who thinks about things a little bit differently? It's a good thing, mm. it's a good practice, but but yeah, I mean, it's definitely whether I want to attract it or not. There's no doubt about that.
1: Great.
0: Now, when you when when you think about The Secret, I suspect you pro I I know we talked about this many years ago when you first came onto the show, but I suspect you are kind of in a similar camp to what many people are, that the the idea that The Secret was was good in that it helped to promote the whole LOA concept to a very wide audience, but it also had some holes in it. Um, So I thought I'd kind of just take a moment to redirect that simple topic with you i mean when you think about the secret and you and i commented before the show we got to dust off our copies to go watch it again you know because it's been a while but when you think about what's what's your take on it from this vantage point many years later
1: um i think i've kind of got the same thought patterns as my mentor she said to me the secret's half a truth and half a truth is more dangerous than the whole truth <laughs> and no truth or something. Um But and I kind of agreed with that because it, it really says, oh, focus on what you want you're going to get it. And then how many people went out and focused and didn't get it and, you know, got all disappointed, etc. So because they create so many examples of, you know, I thought about it and it happened, thought about it and it happened, thought about it and it happened. And, you know, a lot of people in, are in such a low on the vibrational emotional scale that – you know, they're they trying to get what they want when they should be going to revenge or rage or, you know, some of the other emotional states before they even get to kind of focusing on what they want. Because it's a step-by-step process of raising your vibration so that you can get into that place of um, the vibrational stance of what you want so that you can manifest it and not hoping it'll come but knowing that it won't um, in your mind and having those trains going both ways, you know.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's true. I mean, the interesting thing, I have replayed The Secret a number of times in the past. I haven't done it recently, but I, I did replay it a number of times with the object in mind of, of asking myself, okay, I know that criticism that you, you just raised, that it, you know, it makes it sound s- so much more simple than it often is. Um, is that a valid criticism? And as I replayed it, I realized, I think it's because of what you said. They, they just present example after example that actually plays out well. And so it does kind of create a false image in your mind. But when you actually listen to what they said, what they actually said didn't match that at all. There was a lot of conversation and discussion about how, you know, when you're feeling down, when you're feeling out of it and so forth, you're not getting what you want out of life and so forth. So they did touch on the other side. I think that the problem, if you want to call it that, is that they just didn't touch on it as much as some people would have liked.
1: I think that... You know, Abram Hicks gives you such a rounded um, take on so many different problems and solve them with the same solution that you really get a sense of how anybody can do it in any situation in their life and it really feels real. But then you've got like seven million hours of audio to listen to exactly so, yeah know, um you know so you're you can do that in, <laughs> if you're condensing it into an hour you know i probably would create something like the secret you know right, so exactly. um but then again there's follow-ups from the secret as far as i understand i haven't looked at them but um and, and they do go into it in a little more depth and clarity so you know fair do's
0: mm-hmm. yep i think also any time that something is a groundbreaker and I think we can honestly say both the movie and the book, The Secret, were groundbreakers. They, they basically opened up a brand new path to the population that had never been opened before. Any time do you have a no, groundbreaker no. like that?
1: Hmm? I wouldn't define them as groundbreakers from the point of view of the information. They got the Not information from the information, from no. But the, so groundbreakers about- from the point of view of the amount of people they reached. Or the or who the people were. That's the way
0: I look at it. People who okay. had not normally received that kind of information before. Because mm. you're right, there are plenty of teachers in the past who would cover that kind of thing. Yeah. But if you were to t- kind of take a survey of the people who had really resonated with the secret, who hadn't really heard about this stuff before, they probably heard of Napoleon Hill. They probably heard of you know Tony Robbins. They probably heard of some other people. But they just you know it was like one of those things they kind of dismissed. and then they saw the secret and like wow. And on top of that. I got a very strong impression that people who were seeing the secret, and I was one of them, were people who needed to see it at that point in time. In other words, before that, they weren't ready for it. They weren't ready to hear the concepts because, for whatever reason, either they they were um, their, their life wasn't having the kind of challenge that they were having at that point in time. You know, previous life had been so bad, or perhaps they had been so immersed in victimhood that you know they, they couldn't even possibly receive a message like the secret had to pass along. So I, I think what it really comes down to is they're like, I don't know, 30, 40, 50 million people who could all of a sudden be ready to respond to receive that message. It, the timing I think was
1: perfect in that sense.
0: And a lot of it had to well, do with when it came out.
1: To me that, you know, I'd been into that for quite a while, so it wasn't as perfect from that point of view. It was just interesting to me that this was now reaching a mass audience. That was the interesting yeah, part. Exactly.
0: You know. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. But it, but it was more than reaching a mass audience; it was being received by a mass audience. The mass mm. audience could have just, you know, thrown it away. And, and let's be perfectly honest: a large chunk of that mass audience came from Oprah Winfrey, because right. Rhoda Rhoda Rhonda Byrne and the other members of, the, or some of the other members of uh, the cast of The Secret, appeared on her show first on radio and then later on on her TV show. And she has such a huge audience that that just mm. turned a whole people bunch of people onto it who never would have paid attention, but they paid attention because Oprah did. That's the kind yep. of influence Oprah really has, which shows the power of influencers, by the way. But, um, yeah, I mean, yeah, there, there were a lot of reasons, obviously, why the whole thing worked. But I, I just think the timing for it was perfect at that particular time. What's also interesting is that when you are – I still insist on calling it a groundbreaker because I think they were breaking ground among the population. You're right. They, the ideas have been around for over a century, really. But they were a groundbreaker in the sense that they broke through to a whole segment of the population that hadn't heard it before. And in that groundbreaking, you're going to make some enemies along the way. I mean, there are going to be some people who are going to be jealous. there's some people who are going to say, oh, well, they should have done it differently. There's always the peanut gallery, and the peanut gallery is large. <laughs> so there was a lot of peanuts being thrown. <laughs> hey, you know, that's just part of what happens when you do something like that. But it's going to be fun. It's going to be great to, to meet this guy. Um, I, I do want to go replay the movie so that I can remember more in more detail what he talked about. But I do recall very vividly that his main message was it's more about what you feel than what you think, which which that was interesting. When I was first discussing The Secret, my initial impression afterward was, well, they don't really go into the feeling part. And I, I came to that after hearing Abraham Hicks talk about how important the feeling was. And then I go back and hear it and like, well, there's Bob Doyle talking over and over about how important feeling was, which just goes to show how perception is. Mm. You know, my own perception really didn't match what was going on in the movie, but hey, it was my perception. So, yeah, it's going to be fun. It's going to be a good thing. Um, anyway, we don't have Anne-Marie today. So um, I think we can kind of uh, we can kind of go for more advanced stuff, which we love to do because um, <laughs> I, I don't know. I think the advanced stuff is is, is the more challenging stuff. I, well, when you've done fifteen hundred episodes, like I have, the advanced stuff is the really interesting stuff. After a while, you know, like okay, yeah,
1: absolutely, absolutely. I, I, I've done it's I've
0: done the basic exactly stuff. That's good. Yeah. <laughs> you know, let's go for the more difficult stuff. It's more fun.
1: You got the t-shirt, you know, and the jacket. <laughs> That's right, exactly.
0: <laughs> <laughs> and for me lately, the the most advanced concept I've been working on is the idea of forgiveness of what 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 the Thai people call transgressors. Forgiveness or or appreciation, I guess, is the better thing. Appreciation of the stuff that are the negatives. What people would normally call that the negatives. That you, in life. one
1: stage or the other, perceived as wrong, bad, horrible, against you. Right.
0: Toddler. Exactly. And I know that it's an advanced concept because it was certainly for me the first time I ran into that when I just I rebelled against it. <laughs> My mind says, "Hell, hell, no, that's not going to happen. I got to find another way here. This is going to work." <laughs> But ultimately, that's where you end up going to the more that you study this topic. You you end up kind of butting heads with that thing and realizing, yeah, okay, at at some point, i got to make peace with this. So that's the biggest one for me so far. But I'm also – the other reason that doing 1,500 shows has been so advantageous for me is that I've also realized that just because that's a big spot for me doesn't mean it's a big spot for everybody. So I'm gonna open up a little bit more. For you, what are the big challenges right now? I mean you you've got this thing pretty much down pat I get the impression of from what you talk about show to show. But what what's what's the biggest thing for you to, to kind of deal with
1: these days? Um I suppose it's step three. Which step four says do again and again and again and again and again. <laughs> mm-hmm. It's uh, relief and release, letting go, um uh, trusting that it's the way it is, and just moving with that again and again. And with that comes incredibly energy, vitality, passion, mm-hmm. etc., cetera. Um, and that starts really vibrating in your whole being to a very high degree. Uh, and... Of course, then you block it again, and then you release it, then you block it, then you release it, and you become highly aware of what you're blocking because it becomes highly unpleasant Mm. emotionally, vibrationally. Yeah. And you're just tuning it the whole time, and you're playing with it, but you're playing with it very consciously. That's the word that probably is on the forefront of everything now. If I eat food now, put my hand on it first, does this feel good for me, doesn't it, you know? I've gone to all these lengths with water, which I've talked about. I'm now even wearing, gone to the level of um, copper, copper, copper cup. Uh, So, you know, I've got this vortex swirling machine now, and it works brilliantly. It aerates the water, keeps it moving, um, gets rid of any chlorine, gets rid of certain uh, minerals. um, Mm -hmm. And then I put it in here and uh, this cup just really makes it, just tastes beautiful. I mean, the drinking out of this is just...
0: Is there anything special about copper that makes you choose the copper cup?
1: Yeah, copper also leaches out um, unwanted minerals, etc. Hmm,
0: okay. All right. Yeah. I didn't know that copper could do that.
1: Well, no, I didn't know either, but um, they say it does that. But uh, copper has been known to be good to store water in since time immemorial, you know. Leave it overnight in a copper jug or something has been the um, Ayurvedic rule forever. (laughs) Okay. You know, 3,000 years plus. Um, And... Your your, your pictures, but funny. I but know
0: I'm I'm um, I'm disappearing into the gal- the galaxy behind me. So I know. I'm trying I to mess like, with wow. that a little bit.
1: <laughs> you coming to visit me? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. They, so, they, for some reason,
0: yellow t-shirts don't work too well with the Streamyard. I I should remember that, but um, I'm trying to adjust to see if I can find some way to stay on this as planet. As soon as
1: you went close to the to to the screen, it went worse. So
0: maybe if you go further back, I'll just sit back. Yeah, well, yeah. It, it just. Yeah, except my shoulder disappears, but other than that.
1: <laughs> because what I've found, Walt, is that, that fuzziness over that shoulder that's showing it, he need more light on the back screen. So I've yeah. got extra light there to get rid of that.
0: I have I've I could try putting more lights on, but when I do that, then I get other kinds of weird results of this. I mean, here. Here's- do that. See, all of a sudden, oh, now yeah. it's getting really fuzzy. I mean, just there's no way to win on that. <laughs> so, you know, fortunately, it's a podcast. Fortunately, you know, most people aren't watching the video anyway, so I can play with this all as I want. And you know, one percent of the population who's hearing me sees it, and I'm not worried. So we'll yeah. we'll just leave we'll leave it in the background, and there's, there's no galaxy back there, and that's that's just all there is to it. There's a lot of a lot of LOA and all that, you know. <laughs> there is, yes. <laughs> Uh, the law of attraction. But, but what you're talking about does make a lot of sense because the, those resistance points are pretty much what we deal with continuously from the moment that we learn about how LOA works, especially if we hear the Abraham Hicks teachings. But even before that, going back to the secret teachings, keep running into them. In fact, I ran into them so early and didn't know what they were. That was the thing that I think frustrated me with the secret more than anything else because they really didn't talk about resistance points hardly at all. It talked about stuff around resistance points, but it didn't actually address the topic directly. And when Abraham came along and described all that stuff, it was, it was a big aha moment for me. Really, really big aha moment. So I was quite grateful for that. Um, but those resistance points, oh my goodness. That, that's like a lifetime that you work on, on, on dealing with those things. I think it just, it's like it never goes away. It never stops. It's continuous, which is good. I mean, cause we're in, you know, we're constantly in growth mode, but, um, it's just yeah, that's just part of what happens, so
1: so the big thing I learned, Walt was really understand it now to a great degree, was that contrast is your teacher. I say that to people, and they just go blank as they're like so <laughs> what
0: is he talking blank. about?
1: <laughs> <laughs> the amount of times I've seen that on people's faces. <laughs> what do you mean contrast is the teacher, and uh when you start getting that, you start really getting where your lessons are, how your lessons are appearing, how to change them, and all the rest of it. It's, you know, without contrast, there is no life. Without contrast, mm. there is no planet, there is no building, there is no sound, there is no nothing. You know, if everything's always the same, you can't perceive it. It's unperceivable.
0: It's a great point, too, because so often we try very hard to eliminate those parts of the contrast we don't want, and we don't realize that's actually undermining our own purpose.
1: <laughs> yeah, it's why we came here is to play with the contrast, you know. Yeah. And it really, it's, it's really difficult to people to understand it. I'll say a good teacher helps a student face more contrast. That's what a mm-hmm. good teacher does. That's mm-hmm. all a good – if you want to become a good teacher to your child or to anybody, just play with contrast. You know, little Eloise comes to me, oh, Dad, I've hurt my thumb, I've banged it or something. I say, okay, bring me the knife. She knows exactly what I mean and I don't want to cut it off. <laughs> <laughs> she says, no, 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 Dad, I don't want to do that. I said, how's your f- finger now? Oh, it's fine, Dad. <laughs> <laughs> so all I'm doing there is playing with contrast. The little pain in the finger versus having it cut off, when you think about it for a second, one is a hell of a lot worse than the other one. And when you remove that one, it, it always goes back to an old yogi story I once heard when I was a kid. This lady who trusted and loved her guru totally and was in, totally worshipped him said, Guru, I can't handle it anymore. My uncles had to come stay and I've already got four kids and my husband and we just got a one-bedroom house and it's terrible. Um, and they went on and on and on. So the guru says, all you need to do is to trust me and to do what I say. Actually, he didn't, even, he didn't even need to say that. The woman trusted him so completely. So he just says to her, go get your chickens that you've got outside. Bring them into the house. They must live with you too. She says, what? He says, go do that. So she goes and she, she brings the chickens in the house. And it's absolute mayhem mm-hmm. in that house. And then she goes back to the guru and says, guru, it's just God, worse. It's terrible? He says, now bring the pigs into the house as well. <laughs> oh, so She brings the pigs into the house. Oh, God. And she goes back to him in R- tears. Remind me not to guru- sign up
0: with his guru. I don't want to go anywhere near this guy. <laughs> I
1: can't remember which guru it was, but I love the story. Then she goes back to the, t- the guru in tears and says, Guru, what was I do? He says, take out the chickens and the pigs and you'll be fine. <laughs> <sighs> what was he doing? He was just playing with contrast.
0: And, well, more specifically, he was playing with contrast by bringing in heavy contrast and taking it away to exactly. help her show appreciation for what she actually exactly. had, yeah exactly. which is a brutal but brilliant technique <laughs> <laughs> it 's
1: the way we learn contrast
0: well i I was actually going to comment you know i, I don 't know if uh i don 't know what the equivalent of child services in the u k is but uh if they 're listening in, you want to Maybe contact Louie at <laughs> <laughs> My God, he's threatening to cut off his daughter's finger. Oh finger.
1: no. <laughs> I was speaking to another lady. She said, My dad used to do that to me all the time. <laughs> oh, jeez. My <laughs> God, it's <is> an epidemic. <laughs> but, you know, once you've done it a few times, they know it's not serious. They up, you don't actually mean it and you've never enforced it or it done mm. anything, you know. It, but it's the idea in the head which brings so much relief. You know, the contrast between mm. finger cut off and a little bit of hurt. And it truly works every single time. It's, it's like a miracle. And I don't use it because of that. I use it because I'm fully aware that this is a contrast technique that I'm consciously using. And, of course, I would never bring a knife or or anything like that around. You know, it's just making a mind game out of it so that it can become easier for her. And it does. It works quickly, mm-hmm. easily. Um and, and helps. So, you know, if, if you've got an aware parent, you can do it. If you've got a guy who runs out and brings out a knife and starts acting as though they're going to chop it off or something, then you've got somebody who's off the, off the deep end.
0: You, you, know? you have a psychotic, is what you have. Yes.
1: <laughs> so, you know, you just got to understand how to use contrast in many different ways. And, you know, I use it to my advantage all the time now. Mm. I can see certain conflicting conf- um, situations. And as I said, I don't mind conflict anymore actually quite encourage it and I just make the conflict bigger and then I remove (laughs) the conflict so no 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 I really understand what you're talking about and that contrast shift just gets them on your side it's just Mm. really amazing you know yeah but you're doing it very very consciously um not to manipulate anybody but just to ease the situation to bring you know uh relief and release to everybody
0: and in some ways that's what we're doing with ourselves when we're doing work on ourselves um and I say that to to kind of bring another point into it, because the longer you do work on yourself and you're somebody who can speak to this in a very strong way, the more that the, the, the more you, you have trouble taking any of the negativity seriously. And no, I've been, it's
1: really difficult to take it seriously. Anymore. It <laughs> is. Yeah.
0: And it, it, which is kind of an odd feeling when I, when I focus on that for a moment and I've been experiencing it a lot lately. I, as you know, I've been doing the boot camp. I'm roughly halfway through it a little bit more than halfway. And, at this point, you know, the, the I'm on Module 9, and the module basically has you revisiting the, the three transgressors that the stream helped you to identify first time around and ask yourself how you're feeling about them. And well, I had no feeling about them at all. It's like I didn't care. They just didn't make any difference anymore. And I was wondering, am I doing this wrong? You know, what's going on here? And then I realized, no, actually, I'm doing it right. But what a strange feeling to just, you know, things that haunted me when I was, you know, in my teens, in my 20s and 30s. I just don't even care about it anymore. It's not even important. And you, know, you say it's like, yeah, you know, well, so, you know, what else is new? <laughs> big deal. It's not that big of a, of a thing anymore. So The question that, I that's often it. ask
1: myself, Walt, is how would I feel about this devastating situation in eighty years time? Mm-hmm. When I'm eighty or when I'm eighty years old. Uh, yeah, sure. How would I feel about it then? And stretch
0: the perspective out.
1: And there's also the timeline therapy. I don't know if you ever heard of it.
0: Timeline therapy? No, I don't know that one.
1: No. That's oh, great. So what you do is you imagine going out of your body, looking at a timeline, and saying, okay, this is where I am now. If I go back a little bit, this is when the event happened. Ah. Now, let me imagine I'm somewhere before that event happened. hmm How do I feel then? And you get into a really good place, and it erases. It has a very powerful effect of erasing that, that negative feeling yes. for, that, for that situation is just setting yourself a little bit further back in time to before it happened. Th-
0: that reminds me of something that came up. Uh, it, it comes up in uh, the meditations that uh, the stream has put together for that Thai boot camp. Um, and they're, they're basically all the same meditation, but they've chopped up some of them to make them shorter, longer, you know, take out stuff that isn't relevant, relevant for what they're doing on a particular situation and so forth. And one of the concepts that comes through in the original meditation is – Kind of doing the same thing, you visualize yourself kind of leaving your body so to speak, going out you know into the ethers and outside the planet and solar system galaxy you know, farther and farther farther out uh, until you get to the point where you're looking at things through the eyes of source so to speak you know, from that far away distant viewpoint where you know stuff on you know, like the planet earth is like this little dust a speck of dust, and that's how important it is. And then the, the, the problems you're having on Earth are even smaller than that. You know, so it's all very, very far away perspective. And they make a comment in there that I haven't actually addressed it with the people in time. but I'm going to bring it up with them and I'll, I'll bring it up with you too to get your reaction on it. The comment is that, and I'm, I'm probably going to mess up the way they said it, but time is nothing more than a series of thoughts. Thoughts in the past, thoughts in the present, thoughts in the future—the whole—it's just like a string of thoughts. That's what mm-hmm. time is. And I thought that's a really interesting way to oh, define time. time. Yeah, yeah to never look heard at that it.
1: Before.
0: Yeah, mm-hmm. I thought that was really interesting. And it's obviously it's got to be accurate. It's got to be 100% Absolutely. accurate. So, and and I guess the part that makes it really interesting is I don't really think of a thought having a duration, but we've apparently created duration out of thought, and there's the illusion. It's really interesting. How did we do
1: that? <laughs> because there is only the now. That's right, yes. <laughs> but you can remember the past and bring it into the now while you're mm-hmm. remembering it. Yeah. Or you can think about the future in the now,
0: mm-hmm. but it's mm-hmm. not the
1: future. It is, a, it is a now experience.
0: Yeah, even when you're thinking about the future, it's still yeah. now.
1: Yeah. yeah. And the other interesting thing is if you've got a really traumatic experience just happened to you, The way I often say to people is, okay, so you're a a big person in a big house, in a bigger village, town, city, in a bigger country, in the bigger world, in this galaxy and in this universe. You're the tiniest speck ever. <laughs> you are absolutely nothing. But you've got such a big problem.
0: Yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly.
1: You know, when you start putting things in perspective of size-wise, even if you just look at it from that perspective, you, you think you're so big and, 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 and you're just nothing. You're, you're so tiny. You're, you're minuscule. And, of course, there's two ways that people often look at that um, from a spiritual perspective. And, of course, this this contrast is, yes, you are the biggest thing in your universe. Mm-hmm. That is a truth. It is. But you're also a speck in the big universe that of, of everything. Right. So you've got that contrast going on. And it's quite a fun one to play with because you start realizing that you create your reality in your world.
0: Yes. And yet
1: you are together with uh, – a world that all agree that gravity is going to hold you down when you walk out the door tomorrow morning.
0: Thank goodness, by that the is, way.
1: That is, exactly. So there's a there's a collective agreement there that's going on that is keeping that going. Yes. There's a collective belief. And, you know, there's a lot of those collective beliefs that are going on. There's a collective belief that headache tablets remove the pain. It's a great, great, great thing. I'm glad they've got it. <laughs>
0: Well, there are some basic um, beliefs like there is an earth and it's physical and there is a solar system and it's physical. Exactly. Those are all beliefs.
1: Because <laughs> what happens when you start getting more spiritual is, or you take drugs, like one of these friends uh, who I play with is often talking about, um, <laughs> you know, your your world gets blown apart so that you start seeing the fact that it's not really real. mm and, you know, through meditation you can experience that, through drugs, sure. and through uh, alt, anything that alters um, perception. Right. You can start realizing that there is a bigger picture out there. So everything is vibration is kind of the simplicity of what all the stuff gives you. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. then you start realizing that you can have a level of control over that vibration by being clearer and clearer and clearer about what you want and not focusing on what you don't want.
0: And then that is where lot the magic happens.
1: More control. That's yeah. where magic happens. that's where secret comes in, and all. And it's wild.
0: Go. Let's be honest; yeah. it is a wild phenomenon. Just, just to first of all to become aware of it, second of all to play with it and experience that it actually works, and then third, this is where to me it's the biggest part: to contemplate it, to contemplate exactly what it implies, mm. what it implies about everything in. Everything. <laughs> everything and everything. Oh, is that for a real, you know, down to statement? Yeah. Everything and everything. It, That's it, a bit
1: it, woo-woo. I'm sorry, Yeah,
0: It is. I mean, <laughs> but it's true. That's the thing. It's true. It is. I mean, I, I actually blow my mind sometimes. I don't need a drug for this. I blow my mind just trying to imagine all the different ways that I can imagine that the law of attraction works. And and literally my favorite way to envision it now, uh, Abraham talks about vortexes, right? I, I imagine like pools of energy that, that just kind of form and, and stop forming at various places in my life and the lives of others and so forth, all being directed by 7 billion thoughts of just the humans. And that's just the human input, not counting the fact that the rest of the universe also is source energy and also has its own thought patterns going on. And of course, at some point, my mind boggles because I can't handle that large of a number. But it's just... It's just incredible to, to just try to imagine all of these these little vortexes of energy being created and, and manipulated through our thoughts. And, and all these thoughts are going on everywhere and everything is involved in it. It, it, it it's literally staggers my imagination every time I try to think about it. It just staggers my imagination. But it also makes it a whole lot more sensible. Uh, what the, uh, the it being the universe and and how life works and so forth the whole thing starts to make so much more sense. Well, God, you got all those different influences going on with all these different perspectives applying themselves to it. No wonder it's so confusing. <laughs> no wonder it's so hard to figure out. Well, yeah, of course. <laughs> you got you know an infinite number of perspectives all doing their thing. It's going to be confusing. That's just all the, that's, that's all there is to it. It's going to be that simple. It's going to be that simple. It's going to be that. that <laughs> it's
1: simply, yeah. <laughs> simply confusing. It's simply confusing. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> now there's contrast. That's There is contrast. <laughs> that's right.
0: That's big contrast. <laughs> so that's the part that blows my mind more than anything else. And I, I'm spending. And I spend a lot of time just trying to make sense and of it. The
1: simplicity is get into a happy place. Get, get into, into a happy place. place. Get into a happy place.
0: Which in itself is mind-blowing. That simplicity handles that complexity.
1: Whew. Mm.
0: Whoa. Whoa.
1: And when you're in a happy place, think about what you want. When you're in a happy place, think about what you want. When you're in a happy place.
0: (laughs) The one thing I still haven't totally figured out, I mean, I figured it out intellectually, but I haven't totally figured it out within me. And I think this is where the whole concept of blocks and resistances that we were talking about earlier come into it. I haven't figured out why I have such a propensity for focusing on the stuff that I don't like. Not entirely. I mean, yes, intellectually, sure, I get it. But How in terms you of was? the experience of it, um, well, in this lifetime. <laughs> <laughs> ah, good
1: answer. Good 64 good answer. in this lifetime. <laughs> so 50-odd 50, 50 of them having negativity? How many? How how much active vibrations do you think picked up during that time?
0: Oh, uh, more than I can count.
1: <laughs> and now you're bitching that it's taking seven years or whatever.
0: <laughs> I'm not bitching about. It, I'm just marveling at it.
1: <laughs> you're marveling that you've still got some negative vibrations hanging in your vortex. And I'm marveling that I was happens. able to create that
0: many. I mean, damn, I was busy. <laughs> <laughs>
1: You had some good teachers. Yeah, really good. <laughs> yes. I
0: appreciate every one of them too. Thank you guys. Appreciate every one of you. But oh my goodness. I think that I think the reason my mind boggles at it is I'm boggling at my own creation. It's hard to grasp that. It really is. It's hard to grasp. Wow. I'm just creating all this stuff. I I, I feel like I've been you know, at the t- tiller for an entire lifetime and only just discovered there was a tiller. And I'm amazed that the boat is still afloat. <laughs> I mean, it's just, that's what it feels like. And yet somehow I've managed to, through all that craziness, through all that contrast, through all that polarity, I've managed to stay afloat. Wow. How on earth did I do that?
1: And how do you define staying afloat?
0: Well, I'm still breathing.
1: Okay, alive. Yes, right. Yeah, so you that, expect your that, negativity to have killed you by now?
0: Rationally, yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I, I certainly see exactly, what it, that's exactly it, what it does. That's
1: exactly
0: what it does. It does eventually, yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. But I'm, I just marvel that I've been able to stay alive. That, that, that's that's the amazing part. That's the remarkable part. And the longer I stay alive, the, remarkable the more remarkable part it is. is.
1: For me, is that. As you get older, you start having more energy, more focus, more clarity. Yes. It's it more exciting. Isn't that, that interesting? Is just nice, man. Yeah. Skin still looks good. Hair's not too bad. <laughs> I blew my wife's
0: mind the other day because she, she's been telling me for years she loves me with the, the white hair. And I, I've never really wanted the white hair. I always wanted to keep my dark hair. I I I finally—I was looking in the mirror while we were sitting in the car in traffic. You mentioned
1: this last week.
0: Yeah, and I I appreciate it. She says, "Wow, that's the first time I ever heard you say that." And I suppose that's true. I had not really said it before, but it is true. I am feeling better about how I look, Mm -hmm. as I am, the way I am. And wow, there was a time I would have doubted that could happen, but it did. I did it somehow.
1: (laughs) I got here. So there's one of my gamers who says he wants to start listening to my podcast. Oh, cool! Um, And he did start, and and he says it's nice, high energy. And he said then he fell asleep at four a.m. in the morning or something. Um, (laughs) Well, I'm glad we were able to help him in that way. (laughs) (laughs) Um, But he's he's big into drugs, so Mm. we had this discussion because I'm I'm clueless about drugs. You know, Um, I said how much does it cost? Because I'm just Absolutely clueless about those things, um, you know, and it's like expensive depends on how often you, you smoke, but mm. you know, it's obviously fairly expensive. Um, yeah. if you took that every day, it'd be about 300 pounds a month, but he doesn't, so you know, it's weekends and when friends come around or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, it's like a social smoker type um scenario he painted out for me, but um. He he brought up something, and Dan, if you're listening, um,
0: <laughs> enjoy this.
1: Um, he says to me he's looking to buy a house on an island with, like, 40 people on it because he wants to get away from people because they're all so negative and toxic, etc. cetera. And... Uh, I said to him, you know, different places, different faces, but you take yourself with you. You're going to find that one toxic person on that island and you're going to draw him towards you because that's your vibration. That's what you're putting mm-hmm. out. doesn't matter how many people you remove from your life. You're going to land up drawing whatever you're putting out because it's the universal law of attraction. You can't ignore that. You can try and run away from it. Um, but, you know, become more resilient. Understand how the world works. Understand the law of attraction, you know. Understand that when you focus on what yep. you don't want, you're just going to get more of it. And, uh, you know, if if people start getting that, it's really great. I'm curious, <clears> how did
0: he <throat> react to that? Because that was a pretty big point you were bringing up with him.
1: Um, didn't push it away or anything. Um, I can't okay. really remember. It was, it was a while ago. Uh, That's all right. Um, but you know, we still play together. We still chat, um, and all the rest of it. So, so he, he got <laughs> to
0: thinking about it, at the very least. Yeah,
1: yeah. yeah. Um, and you know, but it's a journey uh, to to understand the law of attraction. You know, starting with a secret, going to A Hicks, mm-hmm. listening to thousands of hours of that, um, then coming. Well, to some of residence. us only do
0: hundreds of hours, but yes, in your case, I understand thousands of hours. <laughs> we're, we're just not as dedicated as you are.
1: Um, uh, you know, somebody said to me when I was 24, um, we were at a, like a spiritual retreat or something. They said, You know, you're, you're, you're really an old soul. You know, that's a statement for the new age people used. Right, for right. Somebody who's quite enlightened and aware and all the rest of it. And I said, No, right. no, no, that's not true. I said, I just learn quickly. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I could just imagine his reaction. Huh?
1: <laughs> yeah, I don't think he's that enlightened anymore. <laughs> no, not really. <laughs> I do enjoy giving people the idea that I'm also not enlightened as much as I'm enlightened. I do I do enjoy getting them not to worship me, not to praise me, not to mm. want to follow me. Um I do enjoy that aspect because I really don't want. Want them to? No, I'm going to carry anybody. I'm putting them on my shoulders and carrying them. It's not me. You can go I have enough trouble
0: carrying myself. You expect me to carry somebody else? Are you kidding me?
1: <laughs> um, you know, but I do love sharing with them how I got to where i got to. um hmm. yeah, That's obviously the reason why I've been on the podcast for four years or whatever. Sure, yeah. Um so, you know, it's, it's really a journey to start understanding how life works. And not many people have ever bothered to ask that question Why am I here? Where am I going? What am I doing? How does everything work? How do I get the best out of this life? You know,
0: that's surprising. I thought about for me, that from a monetary
1: that. point of view or well, yeah. Work point of view,
0: yeah, but 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 that's just my point. I mean, I, I is it really true that people never think about that stuff? I thought about that stuff a lot when I was growing up, doesn't mean that I was necessarily as focused as you were on it you were you were insisting Have on you getting talked answers to the
1: youth recently <laughs> which ones <laughs> any of them any of them where are you going what are you doing why are you here no yeah, the answers
0: well but that's my point i mean are you really sure that people are asking themselves that question they're not yeah
1: that's what i'm saying i'm saying they're not asking that question. oh i see well, they're okay. not getting the answers yeah
0: well yeah it's hard to get the answers if you don't ask the questions Yeah. Not impossible, but it's it's hard.
1: Yeah. So yeah, it's a it's it's just a journey, and you can have a lot of fun with it. You know, starting with a pencil, manifesting that—that's what I did initially.
0: That was your first, first
1: thing. Because I I said to myself, "What do I have no emotional attachment to getting?" Ah, smart man. And then I said, well, if somebody gives me a pencil, I don't care a shit about that. <laughs> <laughs> so let me, let me visualize a pencil. And, you know, I started getting pencils from all over the place. Then mm. I started um, moving on to things, well, other things, bigger things, cups, coffees, given, given meals, etc. And then I moved on to the Jaguar which took three or four years. Um, You know, I just started wanting to see a Jaguar because there's none in our area. Mm. And I just started seeing one and two and three. You know, after a week, it was four or five. And then after two weeks, it was more and more. And then eventually, um, you know, I just seen tons of them. And then I swear I increased the sales in my area. I swear <laughs> I increased the sales in my area.
0: <laughs> and somewhere there's a Jaguar salesman saying, it's not only the away. old
1: ones. <laughs> Suddenly it's not only the old Jaguars. It's all the new ones. The new ones, well. yeah. And then not only that, there's that one color I like, that red Jaguar. And then, of course, I decided, hey, why don't I just visualize getting that Jaguar? Mm-hmm. And, of course, that manifested as well. So, you know, mm-hmm. it's just a journey. If people treat it – as a journey and enjoy the journey, they'll love (laughs) Holloway.
0: That is the key point right there, I think, the most important point, enjoying the journey. And we hear that a lot, but I'm not sure most people really grasp what it means because enjoying the journey means enjoying the parts that you don't like so much, enjoying the whole thing, not just looking for the part that you were really hoping was going to come true, but enjoying the whole thing and appreciating the whole passage. That's where the challenge is. That's why we run into resistance points because oh god I don't want to have to deal with Aunt Mary again my god every time I talk to her she's always picking against me on this or that or the other thing I don't have to put it it's that kind of stuff and that's the mild version.
1: <laughs> so so this gaming individual also said to me um, said to me am I toxic? Ooh. And I said to me no no not at all absolutely not immediately mm-hmm. instantly and. Mm-hmm. But I wouldn't even see somebody as toxic. I'd see them as passionate about fighting or dying or having whatever problems I had in the game. Um, Mm -hmm. I wouldn't really look at that as an attack towards me. And if it did bother me verbally, I'd just mute them because there's a button in the game. You just mute anybody. (laughs) It's easy. So, you know, and I said said to him, you know, why would I ever – worry about anybody who may be toxic i'm not going to give them power to have any effect over my emotional state i'm not going to mm-hmm. do that um and it's really a tough concept to get across to people you know
0: the one <clears> thing i try to do with somebody who is honest enough self-honest enough to raise a question like that and that is a, a point of self-honesty is to ask them why they think they're toxic
1: well, he, he told me there was the other guy that was in our group with us that called him toxic. Okay. <laughs> so it was somebody who had media you know, recently, just before I joined, had called him toxic.
0: So my, my next um, question to him is do you think it's true?
1: I mean, I said to him instantly that it wasn't.
0: Oh, I know. Not you. Did, uh, uh, talking, to, talking to him. Talking to oh. to your friend Dan. Well, Dan, he was obviously
1: worried about it. Nobody asked that question unless they're concerned about how people. Oh, well, well,
0: I know that. I know that. But my purpose in asking the question is to is to kind of ferret out how is he feeling about it. You know, because yes, he's obviously well, worried. He's worried, about
1: worried it, but, that he might be toxic. That's what I. Perceive.
0: But but a person who's worried about it is really somebody who hasn't asked himself to answer the question. That's somebody who's just kind of keeping it at you know at bay and always oh, there, and I don't really dare to deal with it and all that kind of stuff. Whereas yeah, they're worried if,
1: about the idea of other people. Perceiving exactly. In a bit of way. But if they just that's ask like,
0: themselves the question and answer it, then all of a sudden now it's a different thing. Then
1: the psychological drama goes away. Yes.
0: Yeah. It's an entirely different. And then you're thing seeing
1: things as they are. So you're that's talking right. absolutely my language. Yes. Yeah. Yes.
0: And and that that's fun, when you do so, that.
1: So, there's one thing I wanted to bring up again. Step one, two, and three of Abram Hicks. Step one is.
0: Oh, this is a quiz? Yeah, yeah. I'm <laughs> testing you now. I always get confused about how Abraham um, structures them. So, let me see if I can remember yeah. the Abraham method. I think the Abraham method, step one is identifying what it is that you don't want, if I remember correctly.
1: Not completely.
0: Not completely? Um, you'll, you'll have to refresh me. How exactly is it structured? <laughs>
1: So I really want people to understand this who are listening to this podcast because it's important to get what Abram is saying. Step one is when you know what you don't want, you have a better idea of what you do want. Yes. The combination of those two is step one. Okay. That's fair. Okay. So kind of, you kind of think when you know what you don't want, you know what you want uh, is step two, and that's not true. When you know what you don't want, you have a better idea of what you do want. And when you focus on what you do want, that goes into your vortex. Actually, if you just focus on what you don't want, that also goes into your vortex. But we won't go there. Abram doesn't go there. <laughs> Abram talks about, okay, you've focused on what you do want. Now you've got what you do want in your vortex. And step three is when you um, – so step two, so to get clarity on step two. Step two is the manifestation of what you do want or don't want, but mostly what you do want in the vortex. Step one, know what you don't want, know what you do want. Step two, manifest instantly in your vortex, instantly in your vortex. Right? So you've now got the swirling what you do want in your vortex. Mm -hmm. Now, for you to manifest that, all you need to do is lower the resistance because you've already put what you want in the vortex. So that's why Abram keeps on saying step three is very important because you've got a shitload in your vortex. Mm Mm-hmm. You've got gigantuous amounts. You've got lifetimes of stuff in your vortex. Right. Your job is to mostly relief and release. Now, somebody who takes drugs is getting a lot of step three. Relief yeah. and release.
0: It's okay. a little bit chaotic,
1: but yes. Smoking a joint gives you mm-hmm. quite a bit of, you know, a marijuana gives you quite a bit of relief and release, so I'm told. <laughs> I don't know. Never touched it's, Yeah, It's
0: yes and no. I mean, it's been 40 years since I did all this stuff. It's a yes didn't, and a no. They give you a relaxed
1: feeling in your body? You just relax. It, it, it's, a
0: re, it's a relaxed feeling, but it's also a, a cloudy feeling is the best way I can describe yeah. it.
1: Yeah. So that's what Aaron was saying. The other side of, of, of drugs is you you mess up step one.
0: Yes. That's a good way to describe it. Yes. Yes.
1: You mess up your focus. Yes. On what you want. So you get the relief and the release, but you, your focus gets clouded. Mm-hmm. So... I remember somebody came in on stage, hey, Abram, I'm so cool, man. I'm like the best, man. Abram was saying, yeah, that's cool, that's cool, that's all right, that's nice. And uh, So what do you want? Oh, no, man, I'm just chilling here. That's just, just cool. Just chilling, yeah. What do you want? And she was pointing out again and again, or well, they were pointing out that the guy was losing his step one because he was just chilling and Ugh. Well,
0: well, well, he doesn't actually lose his entire step one because the one thing, and this is very stereotypical, but the one thing you can say about somebody who's uh, smoking pot is that there is a, a major step one that they hang on to, and that is the desire for food, also known as munchies. Because when you're high, the, la- the last thing you want is to be presented with something that tastes really good and not be allowed to have it. it you'll, you'll just drive yourself crazy over that one. So you don't lose is all that, of it. You don't lose everything. Is it
1: just you? Is that everyone?
0: Oh no, that's everybody. That's everybody. Is it? Yeah, oh yeah. Yeah. Entire comedy routines have been built on that one. Um, so yeah, it's, it's quite common, but it is a distortion because it's one of the only things you can focus on. In other words, you find yourself not easily being able to focus on, on what you're choosing to, but rather what your body is responding to. Mm-hmm. It's less you and more your body, if you know what I mean.
1: Do you ever have kind of psychedelic experiences with Mario?
0: No. Not so much with marijuana normally. Um, you, you, normally it's one of the psychedelic drugs, the psilocybin oh, or LSD it. or something like that.
1: Yeah. So what are, what are some of the benefits of it besides? I like, have never found one. one.
0: There are a lot of people who will tell you there are a lot of benefits. Um, hmm. Our own Debbie G, who does the Friday show with me, um, likes to go on about um, the benefits, particularly of psilocybin. Um, and there's a lot of research that's been done to show benefits of psilocybin in terms of, of helping people to basically break mental cycles, to you know, to to help them disengage from stuff that they really want to disengage from so they can re-engage with where they want to re-engage. And the, the psilocybin, the best way I can think of it to describe it is it, it's a major distractor, and it distracts you into, a, into kind of a uh, breaking down barriers in your own mind about how the universe is so you can see more of how it really is and I remember it, when, when my
1: daughter was very, very young, I used distraction a lot, and it mm-hmm. really works. Yeah. It really works. Oh, would you like an ice cream? And then suddenly that big trauma just vanished. Exactly. <laughs> yeah, it's that kind of a thing. Yes. Yeah, but
0: but, yeah. You, but you're doing it with a chemical instead of with a toy distracting the child. It's not quite the same thing in that sense, but.
1: Yeah, I mean, it's not going to have the same effect on me. Louis, have an ice cream. Only right. <laughs> well, if you're on the marijuana. But uh... yeah. <laughs> yes, give me that ice cream. <laughs> oh, I need the contrast first. I've got to take Mario first. Yes. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, I love I love Ramdas's story about drugs. You know, he was really into drugs. Harvard professor goes up mm. to India, sits at the feet of a guru. Um, I've told the story before, but for maybe any new listeners, um, and you know, he's going on to his guru again and again, you know, his drugs are amazing, drugs are amazing, drugs are amazing. You must have some, must have some. And the guru said one day, just bring them to me. He said, hum, what do you mean them? He said, bring everything to me. <laughs> so, so Ram Dass brings all his drugs, puts it at the feet of the master. The master takes all of it. And has absolutely zero effect on him, just carries on right. talking to Ramdas, you know. Right. <laughs> I just love that story. It just shows you so clearly.
0: Yeah. Personally I think that the guru was showing off, but nevertheless it's a valid point.
1: <laughs> you know, when somebody you want to really teach needs to learn a lesson and you can use yourself, why not? I think I it's very, very valid. With, showing it's off. it's really going to be effective gets the point across
0: <laughs> yeah because it's producing results that they weren't expecting and when yeah. you do that that's going to get attention no matter how you yeah. how you look at
1: that one yeah uh, it's just a great story
0: <laughs> the, the, the only thing that uh, worries me about not worries that's probably the wrong word um, makes me wonder because worry makes it sound like it's this really big thing and it's not it's more like a oh how, here's a little casual inquiry that, that's more of what it's like it makes me wonder, well, okay, if the guru does that, does the, sure, the person gets the, the jolt of, wow, that's really not the result I was expecting. But do they really grasp what it is that the guru was doing?
1: I'm well, not so sure they Dass, do. You, in Ram Dass case, he really, really clearly got it. Um, True. But again, he was a Harvard professor who was in psychology who said that who I am today, teaching all the spiritual stuff, Who who I was back then, compared to who I am today, I would have, in those days, put myself in a (laughs) straitjacket. Yes. (laughs) (laughs) A valid point. A very
0: valid point. Yeah.
1: So, you know, there is a very different world between the more spiritually awakened individual who goes around trying to share what they've come to understand, um, and the common world where you've got university and psychologists and professors and very academic academic world um, and viewpoints, they are very different to each other. And there is a way of bridging the gap and, and sharing with anybody, and that's what I'm always looking for.
0: I have no idea how this connects in, but I'm getting a reminder of a, of a situation that happened today. And I'm just going to start telling the story in hopes that somehow it's going to become clear to me why sure. it's connected. Because I don't really know why it's connected. My initial reaction is, huh, why am I bringing this one up? But uh, I'll tell it anyway. Uh, we're in the uh, last third of the gardening season. And when you're in, when you're in the last third, the, the phone isn't ringing quite as much. You still have plenty of work. I mean, the crew is like crazy busy, but we're just not piling on the work like we were earlier on in the year. So the schedule isn't getting out of control entirely, which is a good thing. Uh, but I, I did take a call today from somebody who we had done some gardening for about three years ago. And as she, I was talking to her, as she was talking to me, actually, and telling me her situation, I realized there was something familiar about her, and she mentioned that we had done work for her. So I went and looked her up in the bookkeeping. And I have a habit, whenever we have a, uh, one of those few clients that I don't want to invite back, I put little notes in the bookkeeping because I know that's where I'm going to look. And in this case, sure enough, there was a note about how she had stiffed us for some amount of money and, you know, so stay away from her. But I didn't make a note why. And I couldn't remember why. So I I'm, I know, like like all my red flags are up, there's something not right here. And instantly, this is what I think, this is why I'm telling the story. Instantly, she starts explaining to me how there had been this thing a few years ago where there had been this discrepancy about money. And we had given her this credit and so forth. And then she spent like the next five minutes telling me the same story over and over and over again. And I just have to reiterate, this is what happened. And I want to make clear, this is what happened. She just kept doing it over and over again. And I'm trying to think to myself, how do I get out of this conversation? I don't want to be rude to the lady, but on the other hand, I know this is not a customer we want. So I, I found a break in the conversation, well, in the break in her monologue. And I said to her, I, I understand I actually looked you up. I, I recall you as a customer and so forth. And um, I, I think I just have to say we're we're going to decline to do the work for you and i can refer you to somebody else who i think will take care of you better and of course she became very defensive about that you know why 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 i tried to give a very oblique answer and that wasn't doing it so i said okay okay i'm gonna go talk to louise because quite honestly i don't remember the details of this maybe she will and maybe you know let let me see what i can work out with my wife because it's her business after all so i put her on hold go to talk to louise louise can't remember her either she remembers the house I give her the address. She looks at the house on Google, Oh yeah, I remember doing that house. Yeah, it's in Farmington Woods, blah, blah blah blah. You know, but she couldn't re- remember what the details were with the woman. She thought it had to do with one of our employees who was actually no longer with us and we couldn't really piece it all together. So I finally said, so, so what do you think? She says, Well go with your gut. I said, Okay, my gut says no. So I went back to the phone call. I said no. Spent the next five minutes with her repeating that same first story over and over and over again. <laughs> and on yeah after she'd repeated it four times i said okay i'm gonna stop you right there um because i did actually hear you the first four times that you said that and she said okay fine then uh, and i said and i did give you a contact i know she'll take care of you she she actually used to work for us she's now doing it solo for herself give her a call she'll be able to take care of you okay fine goodbye i thought to myself what just happened what just happened? I don't understand. And then I finally realized I wasn't buying into all of her nonsense. <laughs> the conversation couldn't go anywhere. It wasn't working. She was trying to play me, and the play was like, yeah, okay, so what else she got? <laughs> it just didn't affect
1: me. <laughs> you, you know, she wasn't, in my mind, she wasn't trying to play you. She was feeling guilty, and she was just trying to get it off her chest.
0: Okay, yeah. Well, that's a fair way to put yeah. it. I think it's accurate. Yeah. And I mean, she, well, there was also the other piece. She was trying to kind of guilt me into, into bringing her back in and, you know, like, this is not something that we should ever have to worry about, you know, so I don't know why you're so upset about it. I wasn't upset at all. Um, you know, she, she was trying to kind of like use it as a tool to get us to come out and do some more work for her, which was kind of an odd tool now that I think about it, but that's really what she was trying to do.
1: But you did what I would normally do is just follow my gut. Oh, yeah. Yeah, once you follow your gut, everything will starts working out.
0: But in following my gut, a, a few questions happened after the fact. The first question is, okay, I attracted her. What did I do? How did I attract her to call me in the first place? Secondly, it was almost like it was a test because she rep- she's also a very, very, financially she's a very small customer. I, I looked at the books and, I mean, it was like a couple hundred dollars worth of work. Mm-hmm. And, and, and she's on the phone. This is the funny part. She's on the phone trying to tell me, "I want, I want to build a long-term relationship with you. I, I want, to, you know, I want you to do my, my work throughout the year and so forth." And you know, she spent two hundred bucks. Like, well, that'll last you about four hours. <laughs> 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 so, how far is this relationship really going to go? Well, it doesn't look so good. <laughs> so, it, one it of the odd. greatest
1: ad- advantages you can do for yourself is to wake up every morning and see everything new and everyone new. Hmm. And then you're not boxing people in, oh, you did this to me in the past. You're still that same person. You're going to do it to me again.
0: I suppose. Hmm. But I don't have any regrets in this case (laughs) because I could just tell that's who she was. You followed
1: followed your intuition and and in your situation and where you're at, perfect. Me, I would have taken them on and if they gave me hassle, I'd drop them. Which is which is actually what Louise originally suggested.
0: And I said, are you sure about that? I mean, this isn't a customer that's actually going to do much for us, I don't think. <laughs> it's not like we're lacking work right but, now. But the again, is going to be no, so busy for the next few weeks. Where, why do we need to take this customer on? I don't quite get that.
1: <laughs> the, the, the point that I'm trying to make is there's no fixed rule. And the way you handle it, no problem, Oh, I see what you, you mean. Mm-hmm. But... You know, from my perspective now, I'm trying to really look at everybody as somebody I don't know. I don't have all the past with it. I don't have all the stuff with it. All the positive ones I keep. Yes. All the good interactions I keep. those. That's my policy. Everything else is just gone. Mm -hmm. um, You know, you can piss me off today. Tomorrow I wouldn't even remember we had a fight. Although… Sometimes I sort things, things out in my dreams and I wake up one expecting somebody to be angry with me because it's <laughs> <laughs> just been going on in my dream, but never mind. Um, those things happen. <laughs> they um, do indeed.
0: Yeah, there have been times when I've awakened from a dream and the, it, the, the dream has a, a strong sense of reality to it and then you realize you're awake and there's this jarring feeling, I don't know how else to describe it, of you, you're readjusting to the reality yeah. that we deal with in our waking life. Like, oh no, that, that was not part of this life, I have to kind of push that one aside, let that one go, bring this other reality back in that I remember from before I went to sleep. It's jarring, it's a jarring process to go through that. It lasts about three seconds, but it's 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 a strange one. And I experience that at any time that I have that strong dream experience. So anyway, sorry, I I digressed. What were you
1: saying? Yeah, no no worries. (laughs) I think our time's up. Oh, okay. Oh, my God, we used up an hour. uh, Yeah. It it just flew by. In a blink. How did we do that? I guess we
0: attracted it. (laughs) (laughs) Good conversation. Very good conversation. Looking forward to having Anne-Marie back next week. That's going to be a lot of fun. Looking forward to having Bob Doyle join us in two weeks. That's going to be a lot of fun, too. But meantime, this has been very good, so. Thank you very much. Thank you, live streamers. I I didn't pay any attention to the live stream specifically by bringing them up on the show, but Luke saw your comments and Debbie and so forth. Thank you guys for all your comments. Really appreciate it. Thank you especially to our podcast listeners everywhere. We'll see you all next time here on LOA Today. Goodbye, everybody.